0: At least
1: for the males to prove that they have value. Sure. They, like Kuhn mm-hmm. you know, himself, for example, highly intelligent. Has nothing specifically to do with fighting, but like that man is a valuable asset to the family, regardless, even just with his mind. Where right. I think the Aerie family is a little bit more about like raw strength. Yeah. Know? Like, they're mm-hmm. known for their white hair and they use long swords. It would signify
2: the sword. Exactly. Like he's the that's perfect I mean. sword. So it's like, right? I think yeah. their family
1: upholds this value of like, if you can't use the sword well, you're useless to this family. And yeah. it's
0: like. Game, press play, no need to debate. What
2: is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome back to the AOA Show. I am your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. Hi. <laughs> And today we are here to talk about Tower of God, Season 2 of the Webtoon, Episodes 166 to 179. If you missed our prior live stream, you definitely want to go check that out. We just got off the Mm -hmm. recording that and talking about some sweet blog posts. If you haven't watched that video yet, definitely watch that as well for all of your Tower of God content, all in one great place. Um, But yeah, we're excited to talk about... The chapters that we read in more of a deep dive analysis sort of way. Again, huge shout out to the folks in Discord who voiced their opinion in terms of things that they wanted to hear us talk about today. We compiled some of the best um, results from there. The ones that had the most reactions to them, made them into a list, and we will be taking a deeper dive on those points here today. But as always, folks, make sure if you like the content that you are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends, and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of today's episode discussion? What did you think about these chapters in particular? And what were your thoughts or are your thoughts on Tower of God as a whole? But anyway, let's hop into this discussion. So the first thing that we want to talk about today um, is going to be Ryan totally scolding the hell out of Bam um, and uh, his persistence. Um, in trying to pursue Rachel. And now the fact that he has basically put his comrades that he has claimed to love and cherish so much in danger. And Ryun kind of just gives him the sauce, right? And kind of provides this tough love, older sister, motherly figure that Mm -hmm. Bam seems to need in certain times. And this for me is why... I don't know. I really like Rin as a character. Like, best girl aside, all that kind of stuff. Like, I just like her as a character in general. And I like the fact that she she is willing to give Bam the cold hard truth, the cold hard truth on what he needs, you know, in terms of the things that he needs to hear. Um, even more so than, you know, your average person, even like your coons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, because we have to remember that Ryun has a very knowledgeable you know, sort like very is very knowledgeable when it comes to the tower, right? She has a, she she's has, a ha, you know, she's a guy. Yeah, she <laughs> has it on pretty good authority in terms of like what's going to happen and what needs to happen in order to put these things into place. And she can't, she's not about that whole like let's hope it all pulls through and like hunky dory teamwork thing. It's like no, 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 bam! If you don't get strong enough to fight this guy in a month. Like, it doesn't matter. You can't, it doesn't matter. Like, 20 of you, you, you guys are like fleas compared to Joaquin as compared to Bam or how strong Bam needs to be. Like, we don't have time to just nurture him and everything. Like, this is it. Like, push comes to shove. You know, he's going to die regardless anyway. Um, you know, so she really just gives it to Bam in this moment and is like, you mm-hmm. need to shelve your ego here. You need to put it aside because you're putting people in danger. And it's like, do you care about these Oof. people or do you not? And it definitely has an effect on yeah, Bam. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys have thoughts I, on
1: this. What I love the most about Mama Ryun is that um, she definitely does sort of uh, very quickly. Um, she seems to, you know, like we said it before, with her being a guide and her knowing how people, uh, where everybody like needs to be in sort of the, the big picture here, um, can assimilate into any role that like she needs to be to like persuade whoever it is she needs to to do to get there. Right. So it's like before when we first when she first joins up with bam's team it's like she realizes that like at that moment she needs to be like an aide right just somebody who helps bam and his friends get out of the uh the mountain or, or cave or wherever they fought with mr flex and all that um and then in this specific scene or instance but more importantly just actually sort of in this arc in general she has kind of assumed this more like mentor you know slash parental almost uh level of guidance with bam where it's like look like it or not like i'm This, I'm gonna, I'm telling you hard facts, and whether you want to hear them or not is quite frankly irrelevant because these are the stakes right now. This is what we have to lose, this is what you have to lose, and you're not playing like at the level that you need to be playing. And and so it's like, you know, it was a nice one, it was nice because it's just kind of cool to see Ryun get like that. Like, you know, I mean, she seems to, I always have a hard time like placing Ryun, like where I feel about her, what what she's got going on in her head because she's just so goddamn mysterious, but like she does, I think, like, not I think, she does care about Bam. She wants, she has Bam's best interest at heart, and she does want him and to succeed and be happy with his friends, but in order to get to that stage, like, he's gonna have to work for it, right? I think she is actually the one who has the line where she's like, um, you look happy now. You seem really happy with your friends. Um, you're gonna have to work crazy fucking hard to keep, you want to stay here if you want to keep that. And it's, a, this is a, a nice sort of refresher of like, hey man, like, this, mo- this moment here is cool that you're hanging out with Kuna, but like, Mm -hmm. there's work to do right we don't get to just this isn't the end we don't get to just enjoy this and so i like her being like the you know no bs let's get to work kind of kind of
0: attitude agree gavin you got thoughts um i'm gonna say you can love it hate it or not like it but i shit mama Ryun with papa raptor and you may not agree with it but i think i I came out of left field. yeah yeah, i don't know i was like thinking about it and i'm like (laughs) i get this i get this (laughs) weird vibe that i'm like I just, you know, Papa Raptor's on that wavelength. He's always looking out for the youngins. And I see like Ryu, and although she may not have that intention per se, I can see, like, a cool relationship dynamic with them. And, you know, it is a little weird and doesn't seem really constructed by any, um, like, interactions that they've had together. Because <laughs> I, to I, like like I have no evidence. No, <laughs> I <have> it's, no. <laughs> it's based off a of personality preference. You can love it, hate it. All I'm saying is I can see the real Papa and Mama coming out and going in together. But on a more serious note, um, with the interaction that she had with Bam, what I appreciate is that At least in this moment, it seems like Bam is really um, taking into consideration her thoughts and really like harboring them, you know, like and going to try to follow in her direction that she's trying to divert him to and like really just be a better person and try to like just finagle this whole situation properly. However, as I say that, anything that Ryun says or Kuhn or really anybody who is, you know, a close secondhand man to Bam anything that they say gets thrown out the window when Rachel is shown on panel, obviously. And I'm really curious to how all of this advice and guidance that Ryun is giving him is going to like really come to terms in his next interaction with Rachel. And is it as everything that Ryun just said, going to go to vain or is Bam really going to take it to heart and move forward past it, et cetera. I don't feel like that's the case, at least at this moment until we get further on, but it seemed like Bam really took what she said to heart and is going to try to follow in that, like, Guidance, but um, to be determined. Yeah, yeah interesting. interesting.
2: And and to be fair, um, I could see where the Arc Raptor uh, rune ship comes in terms mm-hmm. of, like, I do, I, I, like, I think of certain couples out there that it's, like, they have the, like, very tough love mother figure who's, like, you know, shrouded in mystery, beautiful, mm-hmm. doesn't take shit, you know, and then you have, like, Arc Raptor, not that he's a pushover in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form, but he's, like, definitely more... All right, kids. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's a good cop, bad it's cop like the compa- type like, thing. Like, good co- yeah, the yeah, compassionate yeah, yeah. side <laughs> as
0: well with like the very like this is real, like the realistic yeah,
2: side. Yeah, so yeah. I don't
1: know. I feel like that would be. <laughs> I a g- nice could dynamic. see it in a different world. Yeah, I don't think. That's no, weird. I don't
2: chip them. I'm just saying I could see why you would you would get that. I don't yeah. think there's enough. There's they literally. Who else would
1: get? She needs love. Papa I feel like, needs love. If they don't have one conversation. We okay. can't ship them. Well, they've I, literally never spoken to each I, other. I
0: know, but if you put them in a room, they you know they're gonna have yeah. Some but then good they'd have to
1: speak to each other because they're the only two niggas in that room. Well, well, no, but what I'm saying is, or they just make out, still not talk, <laughs> or they can just make out, well, and you Gavin, don't know that's in your fan fiction. <laughs> right. I said, I
2: feel like, I feel like. I feel like you're taking this like a, th- a thousand more percent than you should. What? I dude, s- it's in the next panel. I said I could see where you're coming from. I yeah. didn't see that we should. I didn't say that we should
0: ship And them all I'm saying is you can see a bed on like, the other side of the, the room. Yeah, I'm right. No,
2: I don't see that as a ship. I'm just saying I see why you say. <laughs> all that. I'm saying is if That's you lock them in a
0: room with a bed, y'all know what's gonna
2: happen. You're, and you're cra- gonna uh, have a baby after reunion. That's my fault for even indulging slightly in your ridiculousness. Anyway, moving on. I love it. So now we have Thor or. More commonly known as the God of Guardians, Mm -hmm. um, who basically tells Bam that he has been the trainer uh, to, I guess, irregulars, in a sense. People that open the gate on their own, or the door on their own volition. Mm -hmm. um, And that they call it a sort of revolution road. So, what do we think about the God of Guardians? And what do we think about him being the trainer to set irregulars, having... um, been potentially the trainer of Jihad as well which we will get into so we don't have to do, go too hard into the Jihad thing mm-hmm. yet um, but just this character in general uh, I think he's pretty damn dope I could, t- I mean I could y'all already knew but like I could see I, I love the Thor resemblance as well that they were they, they were going with but um, I do think it's uh it's interesting how this guy has been around since before ever ever <laughs> you know what I mean Jihad yeah, yeah. and the 10 great families Um, and how he's able to kind of peer into Bam's soul in, in, in a weird way, right? That he's like, oh, okay, you're interesting. You're kind of weak compared to the rest of them, but you have like this weird potential. And like, you kind of piqued my interest here, right? Whereas like, oh, that your guy came in, he was already stronger than I was, you know, when he came into the thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool how he could see that, and he's like, come here. I got a test for you. And I love how he picks Bam up by, like, his little fingers. Bam's like, it's okay.
0: And Coon's like, no. <laughs> he just hops
2: away. Oh, like, that was so funny. Was. That was great.
1: But do we have thoughts on this guy? Uh, I Yeah, I, I like him. He's, he's really cool. I, I I like, more importantly, what his meeting with Bam, uh, you know, alluding to the idea that, like, these irregulars are these all-powerful, all powerful, uh, well, let's just say potentially all-powerful figures in the tower, but they are by no means, like, busted out the gate, right? Like, people, you know, will refer all the time They're like, yeah, Yurek's kind of like a different monster. Like, I think it was just jacked out, like, out the womb. Like, he was, you know, <laughs> trunting empires before, like, in, while he was in diapers. But, like, you know, everybody always makes the comment when they meet Bam of, like, wow, you look like, kind of fucking weak. <laughs> but, like, you know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, I like this idea that, like, Irregulars, even though they have the potential to be the definition of OP as far as the tower is concerned, uh, they still have to work for it. Like this, it's not something that's just like at least you know, as far are excluded, uh, they like they have they do have to train and they have to work and acquire these skills. And Bam is a little bit of a special case because we know he has uh, you know specific or special abilities that help him along the way. But like generally speaking, we don't know a whole lot about uh, Enryu except that he uh, not made the thorn. he didn't make the thorn right. He used, he used to it kill used the first one to kill an administrator. Administrator. yes Okay. Um, but, like, again, so I, I like the idea that it makes sense that, like, these people or regulars who, you know, are, are renowned across the tower as, you know, king killers need a trainer. They need somebody who, like, is able to teach them. And, it's, of course, it's great that the person who is their teacher is, like, this literal larger-than-life, like, deity. I mean, he's literally, like, a guy. He's literally... A god, a giant god. It's kind of awesome, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have to say. Definitely, Going definitely, up. no. And what I, what I appreciate is the, even though slight information that we have gotten on the 10 great families in terms of where they came from and, you know, their path to that led to where they are now, and even though it's no information, we still have a lot to learn, it's nice that SIU is dropping these little, like, seeds in where it's like, oh, later on when you find out more about the 10 great families and, you know, how they are, you know, the way they are, you can trace all the way back into season two, episode you know 170, whatever, and be like, oh yeah, this was one of the stops that they made on their journey to that led them to where they are today, right, and yeah, it's a very yeah. substantial one at that, and it ties into you know now Bam's journey. So I just really appreciate everything that went down, and you couldn't have picked a better guardian. Like this man is a literal G, and <laughs> yeah, it's actually really cool, dude. So. I
2: love the panels where he just hops down and his hair is just like whoosh, flying mm-hmm. through the sky, and then we were reading the one point. I'm like he jumped cuz it yeah. said jump but like and you guys were like well yeah he jumped but like i meant that in the sense of like he's really big <laughs> like he's going to come down hard <laughs> like big guy like, go boom yeah like <laughs> why did he jump and why is he blindingly fast like you know i don't know that's just it's really cool the shots that they that they showed of this guy yeah absolutely. anyway moving on now to um the test that he gives bam mhm um to kind of be one with himself, understand himself, come to grips with who he really is. Um because in the end he says that your comrades are not going to be able to bail you out of every situation. It's yep. gonna be you and you alone and you have to understand who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the only way you're gonna ascend this tower and do it properly um without losing yourself in the process. So he does the, you know, very maybe stereotypical isn't the right word, but the uh the trope of, you know, going through the coming to grips with yourself type thing, which we see in a lot of shounen. We see in a lot of just cinema right. <laughs> in general. We usually get this scene here. Uh, this one was cool because the entity, the blue monster, um, appears to be the thorn. Like the actual, like, or we don't know this for certain. At least I don't. Um, I don't know if it is solely the thorn or if it is the thorn that has exacerbated a potential dark side of Bam. And this is something we talked about in our blog post discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have the full scoop on that. Um, but regardless, he is the power. So he definitely has something to do with the Thorn. Whether he's fully the Thorn, and this is the manifestation of what the Thorn's power is. The personified version of it. Or it's just whatever form it takes in Bam's head specifically. Because um, this is his dark side. Regardless, pretty creepy looking dude. So, yeah, and uh, he tries to coerce Bam like it seems he's done to potentially other people, whether in this form or another, um, to join the dark side, right? He says, you know, you just, listen, dude, I'm going to give you all the power you need. All of it. He's like, don't even worry about it, right? I got you. All you have to do is just step on the heads of, like, everyone. Nobody's going to mess with you, I promise. And Bam is like, yeah, that's kind of lame, though. This guy's like... What? Like No, 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 no. He's like, this isn't the part where you say that. Like, I I had this rehearsed. I know exactly what you say. You you say, yes, daddy, please give me the power so I could crush people's heads. He's like, you're not supposed to say that. Bam's like, yeah, but it's kind of whack. Like, why would you, you're kind of a coward, honestly. Why would you go about that? That's not true power. It's because you're running from something else because you fear something else. And he even alludes to someone, I think of Rachel, you know, where he's like, The people that I've seen that step on these people to get higher up the tower, it's not because they want to, it's because they're running. It's because they're running because they fear anyone who has potentially more power than they do. So they feel that justified in their actions. They feel that in order to combat this fear, they have to subjugate everyone that's potentially weaker than them. They have to rise to the top, not because it's the right thing to do or whatever. It's because they want to get rid of that fear by instilling fear in everybody else. And that, my friend, is the most cowardly way of going about it. So no, I will not be Accepting your power. Good day, sir. Um, so that was pretty interesting. I don't know. Again, you know, if you guys have thoughts, let me know, because that was a very Spark Notes version of what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. I really, I thought this was a cool scene. I don't know, because they, the way that, you know, obviously they make a reference uh, to the fact that Jihad was in a very similar situation mm-hmm. like this when he went up the tower. Um, I'd like to think that this is kind of like a manifestation of a mix between Bam's mental state when he was in that thorn enraged mode and like the literal power of the thorn, when it consumed him, I think it literally created like this being inside him. And like, this is supposed to be the manifestation of like that version of bam, that mm. version that was like power. I, just, I need this power. I need all this power to be able to step on people and get them to do whatever I want. Um, and I think now that bam is disconnected, obviously from that mental, that mental state, um, you know, bam is bam is the bam. We know he's like, no, that shit's not cool. But, you know, like sort of this side of most people, like just because Bam acknowledges that this isn't good doesn't mean this thing goes away. I think the struggle will come later. Uh, you actually said this in our blog post episodes, but like right now, Bam is cool, right? He knows right and wrong, but like when Bam is pushed to those limits, when those lines become start to become blurred, i.e. let's say he's in a scenario with Rachel, like that's when I think the temptation of this, power or this creature will be at its strongest and uh-huh. be like, look, you could do it like right now. She's right there. Like just take, you know what I mean? Instead of like, like now of course Bam can say no, because again, he's, he's had a moment to reflect. He's, you know, a much more calm and, and cool and level-headed. Um, but is Bam the same way or will he be the same way when the situation, you know, calls for him to be, to act that way the most. I think mm-hmm. that's where the conflict will come with this thing, but I'm curious to see like what future, powers he gets will either add on to this thing, enhance it, maybe like a second beat, like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what else comes of this.
2: Yeah. It is interesting though, because he does, and this is a panel we'll go over soon enough. Um, he does see Rachel again mm-hmm. um, later on in the game, and he seems to be pretty indifferent. Um, so well, I'm I don't mean
1: like uh, just the sight of her. I mean, like if he's put in a situation in these tests where like either he could kill her or he has to stop somebody else. Like when he's mm-hmm. put in a situation where he could alter whether basically she lives or dies, let's say, or really any, but I don't even think specifically it has to be Rachel. I just think Rachel is probably the biggest trigger for him. Um, but I, it, that's my point is that like, it's not, again, you know, it's easy, for, it's easiest for him to say this now when mm-hmm. he's just kind of chilling in the rice pot or wherever he, they say he is. But like when Rachel's on the floor about to die, whether it's by his hand or somebody else, or let's say Coons, but like, is he still going to be able to, is, and if he can't help them because he feels he's not strong enough, like, It's going to be a lot easier for this thing to tempt him to be like, yo, just take this power. You could do it. You could save this person's life or you Mm -hmm. could, you know, whatever. Sure.
0: Yeah. Plus, I don't think Bam's really in the place right now to even reach out to uh, Rachel because of the scenario that's going on. So, you know, obviously she's there, but he really isn't in his place to overstep any boundaries in terms of A, talking to her or B, capturing her because like they have Joaquin and, you know, this whole big plot point that's going on. So it's not like he has the leisure to just disconnect and go into that, but what Isaiah was saying that I I completely agree with most of his points and that's I just don't I don't in this scene specifically it looks like he at least has one foot in his big boy pants and he is taking that step forward but again he's so wishy-washy in my mind when it comes to Rachel and those interactions to where I feel like it's just going to get thrown out the window in a lot of situations, or not a lot, but in the few situations that he's going to be isolated with her or have to come up with these decisions. And again, that's where we're going to see this power come up again in terms of overcoming him and really, bam, succumbing to that power, which I don't think he's going to, but it's definitely going to be a conflict that he's going to have to resolve in the next couple chapters or in the future. Yeah. So, yeah. I think he's made big strides, actually,
2: in in separating himself from that mindset in terms of Rachel. Oh, 100%. Actually, I think even though again, he doesn't have direct access to Rachel in terms of that game. Mm -hmm. I think just even the fact that he doesn't really, you know, he's like, he does make one mention, but it's like, Oh, okay, Rachel. But it's like, he's made a, he's made a lot Mm -hmm. of progress. Uh, He's definitely gotten stronger over this past month or the months, you know, since that, that whole incident happened. And I think the fact that he's so easily able to be like, you know what I mean? When this thing comes in, it's like, Hey, you want the power to be God? And bam's like, nah, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. even bat an eye. I'm like, wow, that's impressive because I, I us- usually don't, you know what I mean? Like you don't usually don't see that um, off the bat. There's definitely some sort of more internal struggle. So I'm curious to see later I see that on. being
0: his demise, almost like he's trying to brush it off and it's easier okay. said than done, like almost putting on a mask. But when, you know, push comes to shove and he's in the grass and in the trenches, you know, going through it, like it's easy just to say, all right, this is my decision. I'm good, you know, and he's like telling himself, I'm fine. I'm going through these things. I'm good. But – When it's down to where it counts, I really don't think that Bam, at this moment, is able to overcome those feelings in terms of, you know, really not caring about Rachel and just kind of putting her on the back burner. Like, at the end of the day, I think his heart is still with her, and that is going to be a problem. So
2: you could be right. The only thing with that is that the whole, like, wearing a mask, like, putting up a front would seem hard when it's like he's talking to this inside his own mind. So I would Mm -hmm. have to assume that the reason this guy is so flustered is because when he looks into Bam's eyes or whatever, like Mm -hmm. the, in the internal it's that like, he truly sees that Bam means what he says. Mm -hmm. And this guy's like, you know what I mean? It's not like, okay, this kid isn't putting up a a facade. It's not like he's going to break at a moment's notice. Like he genuinely means that. And it's kind of making me, Crap myself. Yes, but
0: that is off the heels of Ryun now just telling him to, hey, clean up your act Mm. and do it. And that is very, and that's what I'm saying. To make that decision coming off of what Ryun said in this moment, I feel like it's easy for Bam to say these and stand up to the power. However, given time after that conversation, say a year down the road, it's going to be on him to stick to that guidance and follow it through. And what I'm saying is, I don't think he has that grit to stay on that mindset when push comes to shove. In the future, maybe, but it's gonna, it's gonna for me, it's a hard sell that every that he's just, oh, I'm a grown man, I'm gonna roll up with it. Like for me, that's a hard sell. It's still gonna be there in his mind. And you know, it's easier, I feel like for given the situation coming off of reunion and that pep talk, it was easier for him to confront. However, if she never even mentioned anything to him at that moment, I feel like we would have had a very different interaction with this power. And it's gonna take some time for Bam to really be steadfast in or, that thought third
1: point what if like bam being so steadfast to reject the power is because it disgust him like it comes out of a place of him being afraid of what it made him do and the kind of person it made him into when he was on the train city platform and like the, the memories of that moment combined with the scolding he got from uh Ryun, um has got him in an actual like place in his mind of like Uh, No, I don't like that. What that did to me and where the place that took me is a place I don't ever want to go again. And like, I do think there's a part of what Bam said that like he believes and I think Mm -hmm. that's part just of his character. Um, But I I would also be curious if it was it was from a place of fear, if he's afraid of how much power he could have. This thing could give him and how out of if he ends up, you know, permanently out of control or more out of control than he ended up on Train City. You know? Yeah, I can
0: see that, too. Personally,
1: hey
2: yeah, yeah, I don't know. We, we could talk about this p- topic in particular for like hours, a now. straight hour. Um, curious to hear your thoughts, obviously without spoilers, on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe giving a more of an interpretation of how this goes down, because it's the first time reading it. But what we do know is that Jihad himself Except had a similar scenario yep. and made the opposite decision, um, which our God of Guardians states, he says, okay, Bam must be your... This, kid must be going through the same thing he must be like you know talking with his inner self he's like don't succumb to it don't do what jihad did and we're like oh okay that's interesting right because it's like you know did jihad immediately succumb to it did he maybe did jihad have a similar frame of mind like maybe we were saying and then like down the line it wears on him and he's like okay give me the power like i'm done um like what right because i'm curious to know if jihad was potentially had, you know, good intentions, right? When things uh, initially um, had sprung up and when he went on this journey with the 10 family heads, um, or what the motivations were, or if he was, like, kind of evil from the start and the second they gave him this opportunity, he's like, give it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm curious to see that. Like, if something corrupted him, whatever the case oh, might be. That'd be, be the biggest
0: plot point if he was like Bam, you know, starting off, but when he accepted this power, it was such a 180 that literally just changed everything. Like, that yeah. would actually be pretty that's, cool. That's
1: what I think it is. I think, at least from the way the story has portrayed him so far, um, is that we're looking at, like, the, the story of, like, a man who... With the 10, you know, with the people of the family, the heads of the families, like, went up this tower in pursuit of a much nobler cause mm-hmm. and then got to the top and was like, you know what? Dude, Fuck that this. parallel like, would be even- so cool, yeah.
0: especially when he, like, meets Jihad in the future and, like, you know, they kind of reflect on each other's journeys and just where that one, you know, change of mindset, like, really made that impact Oh. Oh, all right. All right. I'm, I'm relishing. <laughs> anyway,
2: here. moving on, because um, we, we were on that point for a while, but it was a good one. So moving on here, we have uh, Coon v. Rachel in their game that they went through, um, where they basically have to catch the sweet fish, mm-hmm. and uh, Coon just plays the hell out of Rachel again, <laughs> um, you know, oh. but but doesn't kill her I'm when nice he potentially it. had the chance to. You could, you know, you could. He says he didn't do it because Bam was there, and he's like, "All right, next time I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill her." Um, you know, we're going to see if that decision bites him later on. Cause he definitely relishes in it for a moment. And he's like, Rachel, you garbage. Okay. You're useless. All right. And, uh, you're ugly to boot. So how's that? And then she goes back and then Joaquin is like, yeah, you are pretty freaking useless. Huh? Rachel like, <laughs> like seething in, in snake. <laughs> so this was a pretty awesome scene. I mean, just every scene where Rachel's just getting what comes to her is, pretty satisfying um 100%. you know what'd you hit ha- what thoughts you have
1: i relished it i absolutely <laughs> love this and because those moments that we talk about where rachel gets what's coming to her um are few and a- far between actually they don't happen o- as often as true. they should true and so you know it's usually with again with the the then unwanted assi- or from her wanted assistance of like somebody that she's coerced and helping her being like don't worry rachel i got your back but these moments where it's like all right I'm going to need you to put up or shut up now. Like one-on-one, what can you do? And then you find out it's like, she's actually trash. It's like, it's just so great to see. And like, I feel like at least, you know, for me, this was like a lot, I needed this where Kuhn kind of is just venting to her about like, yeah, all the fucked up shit you did. I'm going to show you like, you are so fucking lucky that you've got like a band of niggas around you that are like willing to fight with you. Cause God help you. If you were by yourself, you'd be dead. And like shows her just with the simple fact that of this test, which again, in hindsight, wasn't anything difficult, right? It's just it was the mere fact that that fish was compressed, and like now that it came out the water and looked huge, would have been it. Should have been done, and coon with, and like of all people again, coon being the one to save her and being like, you know what? I don't even think you're worth it. It's like, oh, I just needed it. I needed it. it yeah,
0: fit. yeah. If if there's one thing, SIU is making me one sadistic bastard when it comes to Rachel because like <laughs> I don't wish harm on anybody in this world except for this one character and. This was the most blissful moment of not only seeing her almost bite the dust but giving her that reality check by none un- none other than the most gorgeous character in this entire story, Kuhn, Agüero Agnes. So that's all. That's all you need to say about it. Is Coon is amazing, and Rachel is the name who needs to fall off a bridge. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep on moving on. Kuhn I said I, I, said I, want, better myself. I wanted to say that it was the girl who should not be named, <laughs> but she I said her name, named, yeah. and it was. It was a I had a feeling you were going, yeah, going for that. <laughs> I was, but it kind of. I've seen Harry Potter. I am Harry Potter. Anyway,
2: so I am Harry. I am Harry. So moving on, because there's really not much to talk about besides. This was awesome, you know, to see this happen. She doesn't and deserve any more screen time. You know, you love to away. see it. So anyway, moving on, we had... All right, so this is kind of... Um, these points are a little convoluted because they they go into... Okay, so in particular, Yon's backstory, they go into it here, and then they also show flashbacks later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this might look weird in the timeline, but this is the next thing that happens in terms of talking points here in her fight with Angel. Um, because Yan's whole thing is that, okay, I can't control my power, can't control my power. And uh, she even goes to uh, Quattro to for guidance, the mm-hmm. psychopath, um, because as crazy as he is, he at least knows how to control so his fine, fire, yeah. right? Um, but it's, it's not until this that we really realize that it's like, it's not just a matter of controlling the fire, like she is the fire, right? And it's like, it seems like, well, no, duh. But it's like, there's a little more to it than that, right? It's like... And I find it interesting because we also have a parallel of um, Jan's family having this pride in in the fire, and also we had um, um, Joaquin and his family saying that they are they are the prize sword. Mm. So I find it interesting that they have certain symbolism for like the families, right? Like we are the family of fire, we are the you know the family of a sword. <laughs> like we are the family of this, we're the family of that. Um, so like, you know, your particular affinity towards those things, um, definitely classifies you as higher or lower within those, within those families. As we can see, uh, Jan, you know, accidentally scorches this dude to death, this poor soul. And, uh, rather than being scolded for it or whatever is congratulated by the higher ups being like, oh, you are great. You know, which again goes to show this whole thing where it's like, you know, people, like Angel, for instance, thinks that all the people from the ten great families are assimilated into this role. Evil bastards, right? Which, to be fair, a good chunk of them, pretty evil bastards. But it doesn't mean that Jan or or any you know other ones that decide to go down the path of good mm-hmm. fall in line with that assertion, right? So this is just one prime example of it. And if it wasn't for Jan's mother, it seems, um, being like, I believe it was her mother being like, listen, you need to... Be careful of your power. You need to understand that like your power is volatile and you need to fear it because if you don't, if you're just going to let it loose and and people will get hurt. Um, so this was interesting and I think this was a big bump up for Yan's character again. Um, it's interesting now reading the blog post how um, SIU was saying he's like, oh, well, at least at this time when he's like, damn. And I have to put her on panel a little less. It's killing my hand whenever there's fire involved, right? Like, why couldn't she just shoot cookies or something, he said? (laughs) (laughs) Like, something ridiculous. Um, But I feel like every time she is on panel, she gets these, like, big bumps in character development where it's, like, all these other characters are, like you know, not all the time, but are generally on panel a little bit more and we'll get these, like, incremental bump-ups character and then, like, we're finally caught up to Eon, but then her character development will be, like, and just catch up right to where these other ones were, right? It's not, like, these small things. It's pretty
1: huge. So what did you guys think about this? Uh, I absolutely thought it was dope. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I really like... uh... First off, I, I liked this for Yeon's character specifically, because I felt like of the side characters that we met in the beginning of season two, um, hers was one of the ones that I immediately was like, all right, if we do this right, like there's there's more here with this character than like we've been let on. And I feel like that could go places. Um, even like I, I always think back to the uh, what is it? Remember like that strength test they did with the Shinsu? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. they were all hitting the thing. Mm-hmm. And like she... E- like immediately skyrockets at least until prince is, uh, yeah prince goes up um you know in in terms of strength or whatever or, or you know uh, power scaling um, triumphs over everybody but it like almost looked as if she wasn't even trying and like something about that told me I'm like okay so sort of in the, the reigns of bam here like this is clearly a character who like has a lot of power but doesn't have a lot of experience controlling it or like doesn't know how to c- how to navigate that power once she's like tapped into it like you know hundred percent um, and, you know, once we meet more of Yian and, and learn about her, we learn that that is sort of the case. And she's terrified of the fact that she could burn anything and anyone to a crisp, basically without even trying. Um, and But I, uh, when you see her show up at the train city station with uh, Wang Nan and Kun, you know, there's that, that bump in confidence you get from her, right? Where it's like she knows how to use her powers a little bit more uh, precise now, and she's doing all these, like, you know combos with, with Wong Nan and stuff. And it's like, okay, you sort of see her get into a, a little bit more of her element. And, and she's not terrified, you know, so to speak of using fire in any way, shape or form, but she's still a long, you know, she's still a far cry away from like, I've got this shit under wraps. Um, and in this moment, once you really get to see the backstory again, it was just a nice, another like sort of look inside the window. Cause I think people were saying in our stream, they were like, Oh, you guys did angel so dirty. Like with the way, uh, you talked about it or whatever. um, because of how you know fucked over she was by society, and it's like, dude, I get that, but I think people always, and I would say this with, like, really any of the characters that are from uh, any of the families, so, like, the Coons, uh, you know, Yeons, I think people so often think that just because these characters are from the great families, right, that they're from these places that are of prosperity and higher up and have all this reputation, like, that doesn't mean that, like, they were living in peaches and, like, everything was, you know, hunky-dory, She roasted this nigga to a crisp, and her family was like, yo, good job. That's dope. If that doesn't fuck a kid up, bro, like, (laughs) I don't know what does. Like, of course, it's like these – she literally grew up being told that, like, it's okay to do this, that this behavior is fine. And so when her mom has that moment with her where she pulls her aside and is like, look – you know, I know what you've heard, but like this is some shit you're gonna have to learn to control and keep under wraps because it's not all you know fine and dandy if you like niggas on fire and if you <laughs> want. And so to see her struggle with this clearly, like it's a sign. It clearly tells you that like this is a, regardless of her upbringing or where she's from, this is a character who is good because she just the fact that she's struggling with this idea, right? She tells you that she's not okay with this. That on every level or on some level for being, she does not fuck with lighting niggas on fire whenever the fuck she wants. That she's like. This, is, this doesn't feel right. And so I like seeing these this parallel one in the fight we see a little bit later with them with uh, Bam and Eon of, like, bo- watching sort of both of them kind of unhinge for a minute and go full power. Um, but, yeah, I just, I really, I, I really, this was much needed for Eon specifically, um, and I, I really I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Gavin?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, he hit a lot, well, pretty much most of the points. I ain't beaten sure, that sure. Uh, to, the, to the grave. But for me, she gets a plus one in respect. Um, I'm about it. You know, dope stuff, like you said before. Um, The backstory's already done. What I am looking forward to, or what I would wish... Um, is to get her more screen time with Rack because I really love their dynamic together cool, yeah. and how they fought and like cool. Cool. they were some cool. of the funniest panels and yeah. I'm, I want to see like a grown Yan with Rack because like it doesn't matter how strong you are when you're with Rack you're on his level and you're <laughs> fighting by his <laughs> rules and it, and he will make you go by his rules and I would just I would love to see that like dynamic together again uh, especially after they've grown and that's that's all I wish for so yeah yeah, yeah that's what that
2: I would guess. be good that would it be would good be very good some cool stuff all right anyway moving Moving on, uh, we have the other side of it um, in this fight, and that is Angel and her backstory. And first of all, I love this panel. That's I think this might have been my favorite panel or one of them in the chapters that we've read so far. is fantastic. Um, but we have a pretty reverse side of the story. But then again, maybe not so much, right? Where it's like Isaiah hit on a good point, which I, I think about this all the time. Probably said it at one point or another that it's you know just because this person person is in a situation uh, a privileged uh, privileged situation right um, does not mean that they it is all peaches and cream right where they are you mm-hmm. again you take your coons you take your yawns etc even you're in uh, right yeah, yeah that's right what um, they it's not you know a lot of people especially on the on the lower rungs I guess we'll take Angel as an example automatically assume or assimilate you into this role where it's like. Well, you're good looking or you're, you know, you're rich or you're this or you're that. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure Ian is very, you know, um, thankful for like, you know, her good looks or maybe the fact that she's from 10 great families or whatever the, the, the fact may be. But the thing is, at the end of the day, is that that doesn't automatically mean that they are just in a position now where their life is just smooth sailing. Right. right. And I think that's the disconnect. That you get from not talking with one another um you know just in general and you could take that as a life lesson because i think it's applicable but we have a prime example of it here in uh in angel's view towards the ten great families and specifically yeon in this fight and we get her backstory um which essentially is her mother um kind of having that same attitude but in, a, in an even different way says okay my life is trash i feel like trash how am i going to how am i going to ascend um, to the level of the 10 great families or whatever, how am I going to be accepted into the upper echelon of society? And, uh, she says, Oh man, I'll sleep my way to the top. Right. Like that's what I'm going to do. Right. So she basically goes, she sleeps with said dude from the 10 great families has a child. She's like, this is my end. He's like, Oh, I don't think you got it. Like that was a, you know, that was like a one night stand kind of thing. You know, like I-, I could care less about you or your kid. Right. So she's like, it takes all that out on Angel, which is very sad, right? Regardless of uh, we'll get we'll get into our thoughts of whether we think Angel is justified or not. And Isaiah, you know, had already gone into probably what we're all in agreement on. But point being is that it is definitely sad when we see this. Um, and I did feel for her in this moment because I'm like, that's rough, right? To be just unloved um, by your mother, and you were the product of nothing more than just a bargaining chip, right? To be to be promoted um, to that level that failed, so now you are just trash, right? And and to have your own mother, or or you know, seems to be your only guardian, looking at you in such a way is definitely heartbreaking. Um, and so you know, we go from there. I'm I'm curious to know you know what your guys' thoughts are in terms of her backstory, and um, you know. Do you understand her actions? Do you think she's justified, et cetera? What do you got for me?
1: Uh, I definitely think that her actions aren't justified. I I understand 100% what she's feeling. I understand where her generalization comes from. I mean, we, we see it in people like Mr. Ruffalo Joe. We see it in people like, um, I forget the Lone Shark's name, way back from the Ooh, beginning wow. of season two. Remember, damn, that's bringing it back. Yeah. Oh, lurker, lurker, lurker! Whoa, whoa, whoa!
0: All I'm saying is, I got you. <laughs>
2: that was a good save. I, I forgot his name. Thank you,
1: Gavin. <laughs> I can tell you about the heart attack, but thank you. Um, yeah, where like we see it in all these characters, where it's like these people have been so fucked over by society, by the tower, by and by the environment this tower breeds that they just start hating. Right? They hate everything and everyone, anything, anyone that has anything to do with like the object of their hatred or the thing that like fucked over their life. They're like, like, no, like you, you know, angels, are like, Oh, you're from the te- All right. I don't like you. Like, you know, like get out of here. And before you even ask what her first name, like, you know what I mean? And, and it just accentuates this point of like this tower it's, I mean like, you know, it's the fault of the tower, right? Because this, I feel like this tower does nothing. Um, to A, help people like Angel who are afflicted by, you know, these kinds of injustice or wrongdoings, but B, does nothing to say that, like, behaving like this is bad or, like, that you shouldn't do this. As a matter of fact, I would go so far to say that the tower rewards people for doing this kind of stuff. This environment that jihad has created, by extension, breeds an air that, like, rewards people who step on top of other people, who, you know, lie, cheat, steal, kill, whatever, to get ahead. And so, of course, Angel would be a person like she is. Of course, being from this tower, she would grow up thinking the way she does. But, like, again, the whole point of what I believe Bam and his group and, and friends are doing is to establish the fact that, like, there's not one way to run this train, right? You can do things, and you have to do things if you want any sort of real growth. You have to do things better. You have to do things different. Bam for President 2020. Um, <laughs> I, I, But I feel like, again, that is, you know it, it you know, like I said with the other two points, it's brought up here again where it's like angel is instead of being like all right well who is eon like or who is ewa like what is what is her story what is she doing here what how much of a connection does she have because with ewa being from the eon family does not mean that ewa has committed all the crimes that the eon family has she hasn't committed anything you know what i mean she's she, again she's a product of her environment the same as angel is but being your circumstances don't define who you are, what you've done. And they don't mean that the labels that come with what your circumstances get to just be attached to you whenever you want. You are, you are is angel is, they are all their own people. And this is angel, in my opinion, her, you know, failure to, to come to terms with that, right. To recognize Mm -hmm. that. So she ends up lashing out, generalizing, being like, Oh, you're, you're from the Eon family. You said that like that. So you, that's just, so you have to, you have to be, what's wrong with the world? If I kill you, if I can get rid of you, I can erase the hatred. Again, we see the same exact behavior in Ruffalo Joe with Bam. He's like, you are the problem. It's people like you, people who are gifted, people who have everything. Oh, they have the looks, they have the print, like they have it, they have it all. We see it with like people who get wronged and are told that the only way you're going to get out of this or get ahead is if you make somebody else feel exactly like you do right now, instead of being taking a step back and being like, wait, can we do this differently? Can, you know, why don't, we just try talking, you know, it's, 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 it's sad, but I, I don't, it doesn't make it okay. Yeah,
0: no, I, for sure. I echo pretty much everything that you just said about her, especially with not justifying her actions. But another thing that kind of like solidifies um, her in my eyes, it was the fact that instead of, you know, having that conversation and really, you know, breaking down the problem and what was happening in terms of why she's fighting um, Iwa or anything. Literally, she was coming up with her own justifications in terms of fighting her, which was like, oh, look at her eyes and the way she's looking at me. Like, she's looking down on me, just like everyone in that tower. Like, instead of really looking at it from Iwa's in, um wow, I just lost Young. my brain. No, Angel. No, 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 no. What was I saying? I actually don't remember. Oh, you lost the thought you were saying? Yeah, I lost the thought Well, I, was I will saying. say well, while you're bad. thinking of
2: that, that... I totally echo that and if you didn't say that that was mm-hmm. the thing I was going to bring up. I was going to say the nail in the coffin for me in terms of okay, do I not that I really ever sympathize with Angel but mm-hmm. like do I does she get brownie points um was the deciding factor the sense that she was like, she was trying to project this onto yeah. Jan, which is kind of what we said, but it was even exemplified in the sense that it's like those, those eyes, that's what you think I'm garbage. You think yeah. I'm garbage, right? She's like almost like pushing her. Like you think I'm yeah. garbage. And it's like, well, no, no, <laughs> she doesn't like, you're just attacking her. So yeah, like, yeah, maybe yeah. that's yeah. the justification here. Um, you know, and she's projecting all these things onto, and it's almost like she wants it to be true. Right. Exactly. It, it is yep. like she wants it to be true. And I think that's where she really falls from grace. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, in the sense that it's like, reg- I think regardless of what Yon did, like even if Yon didn't fight back, even if Yon did whatever, like she even says, like I hate it even more the fact that you're not outwardly like aggressive to me because I know you're like that inside, and mm-hmm. it's like Angel wasn't even remotely thinking of giving her a chance whatsoever to explain herself or cool. to try yeah. and look at this in a different frame of mind. She had this solidified in her brain from the rip and this is exactly how she was going to run it. And she's now with this band with Fug. She's like, this is it, what we're going to do. These people are scum. They think I'm scum. Done deal, right? And it's like, for me, it's like, dude, you're so, you're so entrenched in, in this this frame of mind that um, pulling you out of it at this point is going to be a far cry. And I don't really sympathize with you in the, in this regard because you had chances to try and take a different path and, and you actively chose not to. You didn't want to help yourself. You never, this wasn't about helping you. This wasn't about helping yourself. This wasn't about some righteous cause. It was about, you know, in, in a very hard way, you know, or blunt way, you're not getting enough attention, you know what I mean, and you bl- projecting all of that onto whoever the next person in the Ten Great Families is. So
1: now I do think, you know, again in the ref- in the instance of comparing her- someone like Angel to Ruffalo Joe, like it is a fair-ish claim to say that like when these two people, when these kinds of people were at their lowest of lows, uh, groups like Fug took advantage of that, right, and manipulated these thoughts and being like, oh, did you get fucked over by the Ten Great Families? Join fuck. Like, you know, it's literally a campaign pitch for them yeah, Whether they're like, right. Have, are you tired of getting fucked over and screwed <laughs> by, you know, every member of Jihad and his his homies? Like, come join fuck. We're going to kill them all. And it's <laughs> like, so of course now she's like, no, 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 no. That like, be, like you said, she, when she meets Yiwa and sees that Yiwa is not this monstrous, you know, spitting on everybody that's beneath her woman, she's even angrier because she's like, no, 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 that's not the story that's in my, that's not what fuck, like you're, you're the bad. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're the bad guy. You're what's wrong with the world. I'm with Fug. I'm doing what's right. This is I'm the here. Like you know what I mean. And so again, you know, we see it in Reflejo where it's like once they're confronted with reality because they've been sort of force fed or, or or you know uh, shown this lie right by Fug or this veil um, because they're not confronted with reality because nobody in Fug or in their li- they have nobody in their life to be like, hey, look, this is like life's a little bit more complicated and it's not so black and white when they are shown that they, they can't, they literally can't comprehend it and they sort of Mm -hmm. fall to pieces. And I think that's what we see when she's like, you know, when she sort of just starts spitting all these insults and stuff at you. For sure. All right. So moving on, uh, I believe this is the last point. Yes,
2: it is. Um, It is the big reveal that um, Joaquin is not Joaquin (laughs) and that his, you know, combined form is someone by the name
1: of White. That's it. Um, I thought you were going to be like, here's the big reveal that Joaquin is white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: If you couldn't tell already, the whitest character ever, like name aside, yeah. he could have been named Turquoise. And Literally be like, doesn't That's have a lie. single
1: other color in his palette other than white.
2: <laughs> Except for like red bags on his eyes. That's about it. Maybe like, Joaquin he's
1: is white. And you're like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? It's like a little kid naming a dog or a cat. And they're like, white you know what i mean it's like it's first son we have to
1: call him that all the time please don't just pick the first thing you like about it and like like let's get a little bit more mom said i can name it okay okay white i'm calling him poopoo all right white's fine white's fine hello white welcome to the family white how you doing (laughs) so uh
2: anyway that's that's a huge reveal um and it was interesting reading some of the blog posts uh because we are clued into the fact that white is not just it's not that white is all of these separate entities that are hijacking said thing. Like white is its own entity, right? When five, when the five siblings combined, it is a literal different person, um, which is interesting because we might've been under the assumption that like one of them gets control of the reins or like one of them gets to do this. Or, and like, it seems like that, but like white itself, I'm curious to see a, how menacing this thing is. And um, we're also informed by the blog post that, this will be the, if it combines with all five, will be the most powerful enemy mm-hmm. um, that we, you know, that we have because White was a slayer before he was split or yeah. he and she was split into all the siblings. Um, so this is a big bomb dropped for sure. Um, and now we understand why um, Jinsung was mm-hmm. like, I don't know this Joaquin guy, but I know that like if I think, I think I know who you're talking about. You probably shouldn't go there. Um, <laughs> and so that makes perfect sense now yeah, because yeah. he's probably referring to White, mm-hmm. the slayer. Um, so yeah, pretty interesting stuff. What are our thoughts?
1: I, de- I definitely think it's interesting that, uh, again, somebody brought this up, I think, in our stream where like this wasn't just like some rando who was like, oh, are you talking about White? Like this was Jin Sung. <laughs> we know is probably a pretty couple good notches above Karaka in terms of strength or probably can at least go toe-to-toe with him. Um, so for somebody of Jin Sung's level to be like, oh, you guys talking about white? I, I, if you are like, I wouldn't It's like, Mm. I don't know.
2: I don't know if he's necessarily, well, I know you, I know you said it, but I maybe go toe to toe with Karaka, but I actually think, and I think some people were clarifying this in comments. I think Karaka, I could be wrong here, but I think Karaka has
1: surpassed him in strength.
2: He just refers to him as master out of respect because okay. he was his well, trainer. Okay, well, let's
1: just say then that he's at like he's at that bar where mm-hmm. Karaka's at. Maybe he's not above it, but even still, my point stands is that Jin Sung is not a man to be fucked with by any means. So if he, someone like him, is afraid either of or afraid for these people to encounter white, like, that says something because Jin Sung, even if Karaka is strong with him, doesn't seem to be scared of Karaka at all. So, like, for Jin Sung to be like, mm, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even fuck, like, that... It, at least to me, immediately establishes, like, all right, if White happens, like, if he becomes a whole, like, <laughs> It was a good <laughs> ride, guys, but, like, because it, it, he, it's not, you know, again, I guess, like, you know, uh, Joaquin was this this identity or false identity, whatever you want to call it, that they assumed once they were on the train, but, like, White is referred to a god even amongst the Slayers of Fug. And as we know, the Slayers of Fug are no laughing matter. I mean, we, again, from the blog post, were able to sort of pull out that, like, the slayers of Fug, and obviously even amongst them, they're all you know varying in strength, Um, but are people that like make even the heads of the ten great families be like, oh, was that who, you said he was a slayer? You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, again, from I, what I love about this story is like just from context clues of how other characters respond to names or, or situations, you get to feel nobody like I mean in this latest chapter they do, but like up until then, nobody's outright like, you know, white is probably the strongest mother, like, like ever, but like you just from context, you pick up that like this dude's pro like not, so, he's not somebody you want to mess with. And he's not somebody you want to mess with. Not on the, the lane of like, um you know, like uh, Lara Rowe, maybe. Right. Or like, you know, a ranker who it's like, Oh, they're strong, but they're like, you know, they're strong, but it's kind of like a few notches up from where, but like weight is like, like get rid <laughs> of the roof. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's up there and you're not getting up to him. So it's like, it, establishes the stakes here again, which is really cool of like, bam. I think again, even SIU says it in the uh, blog post where it's like the goal here really for bam, unless he can pull some shit out of his ass is like, he's going to have to access dude before he gets to, you know, to his final form to his final uh, Frieza mode. Cause if he gets to white mode, that's a wrap. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's definitely cool that like everybody's like, you know, how the way that they build up to white and, and this mm-hmm. reveals all the cooler for it. Yeah. Gavin? Yeah. So, I'm getting
0: to the point where I'm going to project my curiosities, and that is really, like, how they're going to, like, I, I imagine in the future there's going to be some sort of, like, meshing of them. I mean, the plot looks like it's alluding to that, but what's interesting is that, from what it seems, is they need all five siblings there to form. They can't do it, like, willy-nilly, because obviously, Hokin would have already formed with Anna, which was his sister— Right then on the spot, if that wasn't the case, you know, otherwise you would just keep on forming and pick them as they go. So like off the bat, that tells me that if he were to form with Anna, if that's even physically possible, that right then and there, it tells you that they're going to become like a different entity and not have the same mindset. So with that, I wonder what all of the other personalities of said family members are going to have, and especially when they all come together what is that going to culminate to? Because obviously Hokin wanted to get to the other family members first to convince them to be on his side for the, for like for the coming together. Cause vice versa, if you have, um, not Vincent, why am I thinking? What's his name? Vincenzo, not Vincenzo. Um,
2: Or Vicente? Vicente. (laughs) I'll call him V
0: for now. But, (laughs) you know, he is obviously looking for the other family members to then get him on his side and be like, nah, like, I want this to do, like, uh, these are my intentions. So I'm really curious on if they need all five to form or if they can kind of do them in their own sex. And really just what is created when you put all of these people together. Because obviously they say it unleashes a monster. And I don't think it's going to be one that has, it's an uncontrollable monster, which is important because it sounds like you have the mindset of five different people trying to speak at the same time, which is really just going to con- like create something that really is just going to reach like wreak havoc on everything. So I'm really wondering that if whatever product is born from this culmination of people, if it's going to be like an all superior entity with like this intellect or whatever and like knows it's A to B's or if it's going to be almost like a self thrown together, majpage like, being that's kind of all over the place and is just like on a war path to get people's heads like I don't know but I'm really curious on what this white you know creation or product
1: is I can't wait to see it
0: if we do yeah I think
1: that's what the blog post uh, we're sort of alluding to like yeah. the answer to that where it's not so much like this Frankenstein of like a, a dude who's got five it's mm-hmm. like literally the five of these siblings together make like this one other person with one brain one like sense of being and like white is not uh, Hoken You know, uh, Vince Vanchetti, whatever the fuck you want to call him, (laughs) Uh, and we we didn't get the other two's name. Anna, right? No, no. no. Well, Anna, but I'm saying the other two's names now. Um, Like he, you know, he's not. It's not like that one brain's Mm -hmm. not split five ways. That's a. It's a different brain, and it's like. White is literally his own car It does create like one which, separate entity.
0: Which I can see. I just wonder what would make that uncontrollable is said person. And I don't even mean control in terms of somebody has to be above him telling him what to do. I mean it more like, say, the interaction that Wang Nam has with V. And, you know, they're kind of on the same sides. And although it's not control, you know, he literally changed his mindset and, and now is literally going against what V was initially wanted to in his terms, you know, we're allies. I'm kind of going my own way. I'm doing my own thing. And in a way, I don't see that as control, but he's able to move. Like, I don't know how to explain this, right? Like, I'm not, I just wonder is what, whatever entity comes out of it, how is it going to make its decisions? Is it literally just what it wants at that moment? Or is it willing to bend to the whim? If you want to say of other people who it finds to be friends or whatever, like, because uncontrollable for me is such a hard word to say because, like, you, you can control people just off of having a conversation and, like, the change of mindset. So, like, I just wonder how put together this person is. And I'm not saying they're just, like, a dummy monster drooling, fucking, you know, whipping their dick out, doing whatever. Like, it's going to be obviously contained in some state, but just to what extent are they going to have, I guess, in terms of having full control over themselves? Mm. Uh, yes. Yes.
2: We'd also like to thank Gavin for getting this video demonetized <laughs> um, <laughs> so that when it blows up one day, we won't make a penny off of it. But anyway, moving on, um, I think if, if he answers to anyone, it might be fog, um being that he's a slayer uh, when he is that. But I, I do think, uh, just to throw a prediction out there, that once he is his own entity, once he is white mm-hmm. – that he's probably not going to answer to really anyone, anyone, anyone yeah. but Fug. But maybe Fug? Well, we know
1: that, like, White initially, right, the slayer that he was, like, mm-hmm. that's the person that Fug was like, no, that nigga's too dangerous. Like, see him on the train and Well, actually, he mouth. was so also the god of Fug
0: or seen as, so true. he might even transcend well, that's, Fug in that. That's well,
1: I, that's, I don't think he literally transcends them in terms of, like, like status and reputation, yeah. but I think he is not, like, he doesn't side with Fug, at least anymore. I mean, I think Fug at one point wanted mm-hmm. him, that's why he's a slayer because at one point they were like, yeah, like this dude's pretty fucking strong, like pick him. Yeah. But then when they saw the kind of, you know, quote unquote monster that white is, they were like, oh, no, we can't like like we're fog, but we're no, we're not even fucking with that. Like that's like, you know, seal him away. And yeah. so I think now if I, I say if I, I think he's it's going to happen at some point in the story uh, becomes whole or becomes white, um, you know, he, he, Fug's not even going to be able to to put a handle, you know, get a handle on him. Mm.
0: With that, I wonder if Fug then, if that's true, I wonder if they also had their ties in terms of sealing him away in different compartments on the train. You know, like, obviously, Boros Teen had something to do with it because he has resentment toward it. But I wonder if that was, like, another scheme through Fug to kind of be like, this person is very powerful. Like, we kind of need to get rid of him. And, like, by a weird convoluted mean... That just happened to be one where they sealed him away for however long. And now that they're in the situation that they are with Bam and, you know, all this other stuff, they actually might be willing to now introduce him back into the puzzle. And could, know. It could
2: be too much of a Yeah, it could be too much of a risk, right? Because um, as far as we know, White is comprised of regulars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wa- Joaquin and Gang are all regulars, and so I would assume White, even though he's a different entity, is still a regular, really, yeah. um, which means that he can't kill Jihad anyway. So, you know, now that the Thorn, well, even beforehand, right? Like, before they were on to exactly where to find the Thorn mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, they were probably, because, slight spoiler, incoming in three, two, one, there are 11 Slayers that we know of um, that we don't know of, but we got it. We, no, we know we that. Saw it. Yeah, we know they didn't say that there were 11. No, but we, we did saw that, that on a quiz. quiz. Well, that's why I'm saying that's still a spoiler for anyone who didn't Oh, for people watching. Okay, yeah, for people No, for people watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you didn't yet. Yeah. Anyway, 11, 11 slayers. And I lost my goddamn train of thought. <laughs> oh, oh. Um so what I'm saying is that they have they have a choice, Fug. right? Because like mm-hmm. only one of them can fight jihad at the end of the day because if they're all regulars, Right. That's why Bam's so special. Mm -hmm. They need they need that thorn which has irregular abilities in it, et cetera. So I think even, you know, White as an entity was like, okay we don't have this thorn yet and we like can't point him and he's just kind of like chilling while we're trying to figure our ish out right now. Yeah. And like, he's just way too much of a wild card. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't think we can really, do. I don't even think it's worth it. Right. Cause like, he, unless Dude. we get the thorn, he's not even going to be able to chill, kill exactly. Jihad anyway. And what's yeah. the point? He's going to just, you know, he's going to wreak havoc and it's just not going to be good for us. It's not an efficient yeah, yeah. strategy. So maybe I could see something like that. I'm also curious to know, uh, Joaquin's father, who that oh, is? Yeah, yeah. Because they refer to him as this very like godlike first of all, very godlike figure because they're like, nah, none of us were ever even gonna touch how powerful this dude was. He was the perfect sword. Yeah, Doesn't matter how hard we together. train. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because it's like, okay, is white more powerful than the father, right? Did they achieve that? Or Uh, do they think
1: they did and he's still more powerful? If so, who the hell is this guy? I believe, do they say that the father is the head of the Aerie family or that they're all just from the Aerie family? I'm assuming he's got to be the head, right? Yeah, I feel like he would, but I don't know. I need
2: clarification on this. I don't know because, okay, we also have um, Angel referring to instances in the last read-through that the 10th great family is known for like a bunch of instances of rape as well. I don't know, is it that the 10 great families like the one dude at the top literally goes around and sleeps with like a ridiculous amount of women and they are all his children because they refer to Kuhn as his son they refer to like every time they refer to the family head as the father from from the small amount of tidbits of information that we've been given and I, like I said I, I'm totally ignorant to this so I'm curious to know it, you know unless it's a major spoiler and you guys could discern that um, like if that's something you're able to tell us if first of all if the ten great family heads are all Male if they're if they're female and if they are male is that how that works is that how that hierarchy works that they're the only ones having children like you know what I mean like the the sole father and they impregnate <laughs> you know what I mean ex women or is it like they have their think, you know like their family dispersed I think and then it whatever might,
1: I think it might depend because I am personally of the belief that they're not all the heads aren't male so mm-hmm. I think it's like if you're if the head of the family is a male that's pro. that activity is probably something that happens. They probably go around and sleep with a bunch of random people and, and and like try to create that family or or breed the strongest people that way. Yeah. Um, However, I think if they're females kind of the opposite where, or like in a weird sense, it's like, Oh, you'd want to sleep with me because I am the head of X family. Right. So it's like for the guy, that's a buy in to get into the family. Now, obviously whether that actually happens is, is doesn't, you know, whatever. But I think it like, with the women who are the heads of the families, it's a little bit more of like a psychological or it's a, like, you know, it's a reputation Maybe. thing as opposed yeah. to the men who probably like physically just overpower whoever they want and sure. do whatever they want. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah.
2: I, I would yeah. like to know how that's all broken down.
0: Yeah. And I um, feel like the rape specifically would trickle down to not just the f- like the heads. I feel yeah. like it would be everybody else underneath because okay. then you have people like um like Angel, like Angel, for example, sure. where, you know, she slept with or her mom slept with someone from. The 10 great families And yeah. I would assume That's not the head Of the family yeah, okay. I mean, Fair enough. Although yeah. that's not Rape by any means Like it just goes to show That even if you're A part of the family They're willing right. to like sure. Get around yeah. with other regulars okay. Just so having like the family would, name yeah, Like for yeah. some Exactly
1: Okay yeah. yeah that
2: makes sense that makes, yeah. um, What was my point in all that? Was nah, that what was tell I, tell I saying <laughs> In
1: the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> the <mistake>
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> We'll give you a pat oh, on the man. back all day. You did a good job, soldier. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Damn We're it. Like, all I right, had cool, everybody. Good Oh, point. the father. Uh, uh, Joaquim's father. I, uh, we yes, were wondering yes, yes. if he's the head of the uh, of the Ooh, family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, roundabout it. way. I just feel like he's got to be the the way they pump him up because it'd be weird to like pump up some rando dude, yeah, especially now vlog posts incorporated we found yeah. out that the male survival rate is very low. and just because you're a male of the 10 great families doesn't mean like you're you're gifted, you're incredibly powerful, but like I don't know. I feel like the way they revere him is like someone that would be like yeah, you know, probably, like he's yeah, up there. That, like
1: he's probably the head yeah. of that family. So,
2: yeah, so that's what's interesting. And the, all the kids seem relatively young, the five siblings. Yeah. So it was like, also, it's like, bro, you didn't even give yourself like 10 years to figure out if you're going to be Ill. They're like 10 years old. They're like, dude, I can't bench press 405. We're not catching up. That's it. Mean, well, dark I mean, demon spell. You know what I mean? They all well, just like go together. If, if, you,
1: if you think about it, like, w- again, in the blog post that we read, whether like the male survivor, I think like literally, dude, especially with the ten grade families, like that shit's cut throat. I think if, like, literally by, like, 10 or 11, you're not, you have nothing to your name to prove that you as a male are useful to this family, like, you might as well be dead to them. Sure, yeah. And so I think literally at 10, the dad was like, all right, show me what you got. (laughs) And they are like what? like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled such a giant sword and they're like, oh, no. So they went yeah. fucking, you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers
0: and fused together. I, mean, so I just want to add, they might not be that young because keep in mind, knock right. is
1: like 800 yeah, exactly. years old and literally we, we looks we like she's five. We're like, look so, at that five-year-old who looks five years old yeah. it's like, that nigga's 500 years old. And I love how, yeah. how we yeah.
2: always refer to a knock as the example. We're like, but Anak's 300. Like, it's always <laughs> look a knock. At that kid. She's 100. <laughs> we haven't even seen a knock in like years. It's spoiled. It's always that old hag oh my god no, wait, wait do we know meesing is do we know how old she is what
0: meesing do we know how oh she is? no clue all right fair enough anyway right, we'll go back no
2: but it's interesting too because out of the siblings we have anna though who is also a female yeah. right so it's not all males that combine point is it's like i'm curious as to how they know that that early and it's like if they just if this was something where it's like they collectively had given up or it was like you know there's this way to gauge latent ability where it's like you're just not you pimple on your dad's ass, dude. Like, you're not going to make it, you know? Well, think, they all, well, they
0: all came to the realization that they weren't individually going to reach that power, so that's yeah. why they then well, researched so I think that. I, yeah, map. I think what he's
1: getting at is where, like, the Kuhn family, you know, for example, I think has a bunch of ways outside of, like, straight combat, Yeah. at least for the males, to prove that they have value. Sure. They get, like, Kuhn, mm-hmm. you Like, know, Kuhn himself, for example, highly intelligent, has nothing specifically to do with fighting, but, like, that man is a valuable asset to the family regardless, even just with his mind. Where yeah. I think the Airy family is a little bit more about like raw strength they yeah. th- they're mm-hmm. known for their white hair and they use long swords it would signify the sword like exactly. he's the That's perfect I mean. sword so like right. I think yeah. their family upholds this value of like if you can't use the sword well you're useless to this family and yeah. it's like so it, yeah. uh, you know whatever age those kids are if they couldn't you know <laughs> Rough, at least in yeah. the it's dad's eyes they couldn't and
0: I wonder how he felt after they all combined if he got to see them and you know have that interaction with the father because if he just looked at him and you were like wow you guys are just a mess like you're totally against everything that I'm about like I just wonder yeah, if they we had do any interaction we with do that the
1: the method they used to fuse themselves together is called a forbidden spell. Correct. And it's not something that's like utilized anywhere. So it's like I just
2: picture him going up to him and he takes his thing with his pinky out and he goes, Pathetic. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Who is it like yeah yeah
2: (laughs) and just smites them all in one shot. Yeah, interesting stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, folks, those are our thoughts on the chapters that we had read on our live stream today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and listening. We had fun with this discussion for yes. sure. Um, again, if you guys enjoy the content, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, hitting that notification bell, sharing with your friends and commenting your thoughts down below. What did you think of our discussion? What did you think of these chapters or the characters within them and the story and plot elements and what do you think of Tower of God as a whole? Also, guys, refer to our description where we have links to all the ways you could support the channel and things like merch if you want to rep some AOA swag, if you want support us on Patreon to get exclusive benefits to the show. If you want to hit us up on our community discord to chat with the brilliant community that we've cultivated so far, a bunch of fantastic people there and some of the mods that had put together things like our blog posts and all that kind of stuff, holding down the fort. Uh, Hit us up on our socials, whether it's individual or it is the show in general to get quick updates on what is going on in our lives and the show at large and hit us up on those audio only platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, etc. If you can't sit down and watch us on YouTube you have things to do I know life is busy so if you want to listen to us on the go we have that option available to you as well we do post seven days a week as well for anyone that is new here so stay tuned for more AOA content each and every day Gavin end us off
0: (laughs) y'all are beautiful not only adorable but one of a kind
1: Yeah, that's and with that being
2: said,
0: <laughs>
2: thank you so much for watching, and we'll catch you next time.
0: Peace.
1: Peace out. Later.
0: Blaze of the cool knives find me in the leaf of the cloud screaming out bankai we just some ghouls though who like seeing parts fly